Good morning and welcome back to Coffee with a Kick. Uh, we got a lot to cover today. We've got the midweek EPL action. Yes, there was some midweek and actually quite some entertaining EPL action. Uh, of course, the Champions League occurred this midweek with some stunning results and very good games. Uh, and then we'll, of course, get into our preview of this weekend's action for the EPL, for the Premier League, with our spate of matches across Saturday and Sunday. But before we get started, why don't you go ahead, pause the video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, ring the little dingle bell, and then hop over to X and take a quick follow over there. Why? Because I'm asking very kindly... And only once this episode. Uh, I typically do not make us. Do not make us find you. Yes, do not make us. Do not make us search you out. Okay, it will not end well for you. Anyways, we will go ahead and move directly into the Premier League action that occurred uh, on Tuesday, uh, where we both had a perfect pick: two to one, Burnley over Luton Town. Now that that for being bad teams, that was a very exciting match. A very good match, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I was predicting Burnley to handle possession, but Luton played rather very well. well. I mean, that was probably their best best match. Really? I mean, they, they are disappointed to come out of there. With, I mean, obviously they're disappointed to come out of the points, but I feel like they're unlucky to come out of there with no points uh, because I agree. It was probably the best they've looked all season. Now, is that them playing Burnley so they can actually hold possession and stuff? I mean, if you want to nitpick... Sure, maybe maybe this was a a good match because they're equally matched teams. Now, when they play other teams in the Premier League, it may start to look a little bit uh, unequitable as far as the talent spread goes. Yeah. But as far as this particular instance, it was an enjoyable match. I thought that, uh, and you know, Burnley hopefully can build some momentum off of this. I think Luton. You know, it, it doesn't get easier. It's not going to get... Until they play Sheffield United again, I believe they've already played them once, uh, it's not going to get any easier than this. Yeah, Bournemouth and Sheffield, if you can get those two games, you got a shot. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a good match. Good win for Vincent Company. Ha-ha! Didn't even have to think about it this time. Didn't yeah, even today. have to think about it. No, don't, don't, don't plant his name in my head. I've got it figured out now. But we'll go ahead and move over at this point to our Tuesday matches for uh, the Champions League, starting off with Union Berlin and Braga and RB Salzburg and Real Sociedad. I said their name in a different strange accent this time. Um, we... We both got the Union Berlin-Braga one wrong. You, I said that Union Berlin would win. You said that it would be a draw. Nearly a draw. Uh, again, a very Man. exciting match for Union Berlin and, and Braga. And again, it ends late. Uh, it ends very late for that one with the uh, Braga winning goal coming. Oh, where did it go? 90 plus four. 90 plus four. Castro. Yeah, it was really disappointing because I listen. I was correct. That place was rocking the whole match. That stadium was insane atmosphere. Uh, man, I feel bad for Union Berlin. They played well, but Braga pulls it out there. They were the spoilers this time. They both teams got spoiled in the previous match. This one, 
Braga was the spoilers directly. Yeah. Yeah, this one could have gone either way. Honestly, the uh, Sociedad 2-0 victory was a shock one to me. Uh, yeah, you had uh, you had Salzburg winning that one. I actually did have Sociedad winning uh, two to one. So not a perfect pick, but still a correct pick. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw. I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the match, but you know, it was an okay game. Sociedad seemed to control most of the most of the possession, most of the shots. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, kind of continuing the trend of our Premier League action. Really only had to watch the first half. Uh, so had slowed down the match in the second and, and you know, tidied away their three points at Salzburg. We will move on from that to the, uh, to the other slate of matches that occurred at 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll go ahead and finish out Group C with Napoli and Real Madrid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Napoli and Real Madrid. Why? Man, my my screen keeps jumping around. Yeah, another very exciting match, uh, this one here. A 3-2 victory for Real Madrid. Um, I I had that correct as far as the general pick. I had, it, I had Real Madrid winning 4-1, to one, uh, but mm. it ended up being 3-2, uh, to two, obviously. Boy, Jude Bellingham. Wow. That's all I could say. He looked fantastic in the first half. Second half, he kind of disappeared a little bit. But in the first half, Jude Bellingham was everywhere and looks fantastic as a young, young player. Um, I can see why City was interested in getting him in in the the recent window, but didn't pull it out. Him and Vinicius Jr. do play very well up, up top. I pulled for him, maybe. Maybe we don't lose to Wolves if we have Jude Bellingham in there instead of Rodri. Well, you didn't have Rodri because he was on a red card. Oh, yeah, okay. But, well, we didn't even have anyone in there. We had Calvin Phillips trying to play in there. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Jude Bellingham is – he's good. I think he has like six goals and like eight assists from that number eight role that he's playing. And it's, it's like the best that role has done for Real Madrid in a long time. So – yeah, playing a fantastic one. Uh, Napoli, Napoli did their part. I mean, they scored first. Then Real Madrid kind of counterpunches, come back with two goals in quick succession. And then Zielinski gets a penalty shout there. Well, scores the penalty uh, for Napoli in the 54th. And it took an own goal there in in the 70th eight from Napoli to put Real Madrid over the top. Because really, it could have gone either way. That second half was pretty well... Uh, it was pretty evenly matched for the most part. Um, and unlucky for Napoli to to not get the home point at the very least. Um, then we will finish up our Group D action with Inter and Benfica. You got this one exactly right. Uh, with, a, with a uh, victory for Inter. 1-0 with Benfica. Yeah, they didn't score as early as I thought they were going to, but I said they were going to score and they were just going to hold the ball. Just, and that's pretty much what happened. Listen, if you've got the points in hand, you want to keep them in hand. Close the fist. Finish it out. And they did so. Um, 
putting, you know, and we will take a look at the group standings here in just a moment. Well, no, not this time. We'll do it after the next one because that'll be the first first set of three matches. Uh, but yeah, that one went how you would have expected. And then uh, for group A, Man U and Galatasaray. Again, you got this one correct. The slide for Man U continues, guys. I've saw a lot of uh, a lot of disgruntled fans for Man U coming out of this one. Uh, Galatasaray taking the full three points with a three to two victory. Three to two victory over Manchester United. I told you the Turkish giants were going to come in there and stomp them out. I sure I mean, wasn't. I should have listened. David De Gea is still a free agent. Man, you just need to say, hey, we were wrong. We'll pay you your money. Because Onana that they brought in continues to show he is not up to the stuff when it comes to being a a goalkeeper at this high of a level. He was at Inter, which was fine. But when he was at Inter, it seemed like his defense really really helped him out. And Man, he doesn't have that good of a defense. So we're starting to see, see a lot of errors. I mean, Though I read us, I read something that was like the top ten VAR mistakes, and he was number one with his rush of the wolves guy. How mm. he didn't give, uh, didn't give the uh, red card. Didn't give the red. Well, that was before last weekend. I'm assuming that that was written because the the V before the audio came out. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to, if you guys haven't watched the video and audio breakdown from the VAR officials from this past weekend for Liverpool and who who are they playing? They're playing Tottenham, right? Yeah. Liverpool and Tottenham. Guys, like we thought it was bad. It's worse than you think. Because they were like, yeah, we got this one right. And like there was that one assistant VAR guy like, hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Colin the field was offsides. That was not correct. And he's like, uh, uh. It's complete. It's good. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's not complete. No, he sort of scored. And whew. Like I said, if you haven't. If you haven't watched it yet, I'd take it. It's only like two minutes long. And there's a reason that they've made some adjustments to how the VAR line is handled. Uh, they're yeah. speaking, apparently they're speaking complete sentences now uh, and are much more detailed than what they're checking. <laughs> Which, you know, you would have hoped they'd done previously, but people get complacent. Um, and then for the other half of the Group A action, Copenhagen gave Bayern just about all they could handle. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I mean, Bayern got done in the end, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, Copenhagen 55th-minute goal, they played pretty well. Like, Bayern did Mm -hmm. not dominate the game like I thought they would. No, I mean, they were trailing for two-thirds of the game. Uh, Well, no, they weren't trailing for two-thirds of the game. They're trailing two-thirds of the way into the game. Uh, So, you know, that's speaks volumes about Copenhagen maybe having a little bit of edge at the, the homestead. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Bayern escaping with their three points is definitely big for them. I'm sure that yeah. Copenhagen is disappointed, but you know, you guys were playing Bayern. You're happy that you just didn't get demolished. Um, and then I'll save the, one of the big upsets for the week for our last one of the first day. Uh, well, actually, you know, both the ones that we have left are, are somewhat surprising. Oh, and we both got that right. Cause we both had Bayern correct. Um, uh, PSV and Sevilla. P- PSV and Sevilla ended in a 2-2 draw, which uh, you had as a perfect pick. You said 2-2 directly. Again, this one, a lot of action there <laughs> in the last couple minutes. Very, very yeah. crazy happenings um, with 
So this one, you didn't even have to watch a whole half. You just had to start it at the 60th minute and watch the last half hour. That's all you needed. Because 68th minute, Sevilla goes up. Then we go 20 full minutes without any – well, almost 20 full minutes before De Jong gets a penalty victory. A minute later, I, I, when I was watching this, the the they were still showing like the the – highlights from the penalty and the foul and all of a sudden Sevilla scores you had to watch replays of that because you couldn't even catch it in real time and then PSV 90 plus 5 pulls back the point which you know it could be very important going forward you always want to keep your home points available but it was a exciting last 30 minutes of a match yeah, PSV was unlucky to win this one they definitely dominated possession passes they looked like the better side I still think Sevilla is going to end up being third. PSV, to me, they showed me that they can actually potentially get out of yeah. the group. I, That's, I like them to get out, so hopefully they keep up the uh, the trend. Keep up the good work. Uh, yeah, and then for the real shocker, Lens taking down Arsenal 2-1. to one. Gotta tell you, and neither of us had that happening. Yeah, Arsenal, I mean... I think they're showing their true colors in this game. Oh, I they've had a lot of close matches where I thought they should have lost points and they mm. haven't. I think they've had three or four matches where they've won it in the ninety-plus minute range, and so I, I I think this was a do match for Arsenal. They've been kind of teetering. I think Wolves and Man City was a do match for Man City. We had kept a couple games close, not getting yeah. serious. Have, haven't played. Haven't played up to your standard in the past couple matches. They haven't played up to the Wolves standard. You know, De- Wolves definitely. the real having to play at Wolves standard was a real kick in the teeth. But well, yeah, Lens, I mean they tie it in the 25th and then 69th they get a goal and they kind of just hold on. Nice. It was <laughs> it was an onslaught there at the end. Yeah, I mean our, for sure. I mean Arsenal was definitely didn't expect to be in that position. And and when you when you don't press uh as with as much vigor as arsenal sometimes does it's hard to turn it on there uh, especially when it's so late in the match already you kind of get into a rhythm and then have to having to go up tempo sometimes it's the big teams can't make that change for whatever reason um uh, but yeah that wraps up the tuesday action we will go over now to our uh second half from Wednesday. That's the day that these matches occurred, and uh, we'll go ahead and start. Let me let me do it a little bit different to help myself in the edit later on. We're just going to start with Group E uh, with Atletico and Feyenoord, uh, with starting off in the one of the early matches, and then Celtic and Lazio uh, later on in the afternoon. Atletico and Feyenoord. We both got correct. We both said that Atletico would win over Feyenoord, and indeed they did. Although it was much more exciting than we had anticipated. We both thought it would be a 2-0 victory, but it ended up being a 3-2 victory. Um, I mean, most of the action occurred in the first half. And then Atletico, uh, similar to how you expected the, the intermatch to go, once Atletico got their, their um, third goal there in the 47th minute, they just kind of strangled the match to death. Uh, they, they held the ball. Very good possession. Feyenoord had some shots, though. I mean, they they were they were pressing hard in the second half, but they, they couldn't break through. Couldn't break through Atletico's defense. Yeah, the, the Dutch teams came to play. 
this uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Feyenoord, again, I think a team unlucky not to get a point. I thought they played pretty well. Atletico kind of stole one there at the beginning, and it seemed like they were parking the bus there for 15, 20 minutes. I would not watch the second half. Maybe watch no. the Morata goal and then just skip to the whistle being blown. Because there's not a lot happened after that. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. Uh, and then for the Celtic and Lazio, Celtic looked like they were going to do it for a little while. But then they were Celtic. And they ended up losing 2-1 to one to Lazio, which is, uh, as you called, you said that Lazio would win. You said 3-0, to nil, but that wasn't quite the case. Uh, yeah. But it was Celtic almost got the point. Another left, another one left super late. Ninety plus five. Pedro Rodriguez for Lazio brings home the full three points. Yeah, I mean Celtic. I really think after watching it, they looked like how I thought Lazio was going to look. Like they looked like the better team. They looked like they should have won three zero. Lazio just converted a couple. I mean, they only got three shots on target and converted two of them. So if you're if you're getting that percentage, you're probably going to win a game or get some points. So Celtic unlucky, but they played well. Yeah, you know, if only playing well counted for any points. Uh, I'm disappointed in Celtic. I picked them to go through. We both picked them to go through, Um, and not looking great at the moment for those odds. Uh, We will move down to the Group F teams of uh, uh, the Group of Death with Borussia Dortmund. Uh, versus AC Milan and uh, Newcastle and PSG. Uh, I got the Dortmund one correct. I said it would be a 3-3 draw. Hey, it was much more boring than that. It was 0-0 draw. Not not the scoreline that I expected, obviously. Uh, normally Dortmund and and uh, scores points. It basically, is what <laughs> scores goals, I mean. Um, they got a point, but it was... It's not that there were uh, a dearth of chances. It's just that none of them were that quality chances, it turns out. Yeah, this felt like... It felt like one of those group stage matches where both teams are just playing for the weekend. It didn't seem like either of them were really like, hey, we got to get three points. They seemed to be pretty okay with the draw. (laughs) Yeah, uh, being in Group F, you'll, you'll take the point and try to get them elsewhere. I mean, I, I don't know where – if you don't pursue the point in this match, though, I don't know where you're going to try it. I mean, going to – I guess I would think that Newcastle would be where they're trying to get their points. But going down to that match, apparently Newcastle's figured it out. They beat PSG 4-1. to one. I mean, it was not close. Like I said, when Dan Burns scores, you know Newcastle is going to win. Dan Burr, I mean, this match, it was a good one all the way through. And PSG handled the ball. Yeah. I mean, this says 74% possession. I thought it was even more than that. Like, Newcastle, outside of their goals, it felt like they never had the ball. But, yeah, good uh, good match for Newcastle, making the Premier League look – they're making up for Arsenal. Making the Premier League look pretty good. Making up for how they looked at the start of the season. Maybe they will actually – Make their way up to the top of the table. Um, But we will see about that here in just a moment. Uh, Okay, now down to the Group G. Group G with Man City and RB Leipzig. And then Sveritsvedja and Young Boys. Uh, We both got the Man City one correct. Only just. Uh, We both said that Man City would win. They left it late. Well, 
They left it late, 84th minute with the Alvarez. Really nice goal. I mean, was it a deflection? Sure. But it still was a very nice goal um, for Alvarez there. Uh, and then Doku iced the match in the 90 plus two. Uh, I mean, Leipzig, they weren't doing anything anyways. They didn't have a lot of great chances. Uh, after, I mean, really, the, the best chance they had is the one that they scored. They had a really nice breakaway, a really nice counterattack. Uh, and then Openda muscled his way through. I mean, we were, City was trying to foul him, essentially, and pull him back. But he, it, props to him, muscled through and got himself a goal. Now, should, should Ederson have done a little bit better? I mean, probably. Probably. It was not that great of a shot, but if he beats you, he beats you, you know? Yeah, I. it pained me because it felt like our defenders weren't even trying to defend. They were like, if we can foul him, we got him. Yeah. That, and I'm like, just yeah. just protect the, the goal side, get in front right. of him. It didn't seem like he was that much quicker than our no. defenders. So I, don't, I felt like it was poor defending, and we just came out of the half sluggish. Yeah, and it felt like we it took a while to rev back up into mm-hmm. the game. Like felt like sixty fifth, seventieth minute we started like really piling the pressure on. But man, yeah, this another game where we left it late. I don't like that. No, like it's it. it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm glad you guys toughed it out. I'm glad that that the team got it together. But I'd rather not be in that situation. You know. We're good enough to not be in that situation. Erling Holland continues to to not have that first touch that he had last season. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know if he's picked up a ding somewhere. I don't know if it's just missing De Bruyne service. You know, you can't do anything about that. He's injured. You gotta you gotta adjust to the guys that are playing against you. Um, but even then, even then, uh, uh, he had that one really nice little deke move there at the top of the box. And it was like the 60th minute or so and just scuffed the shot. It was a lame shot that normally he would rip. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him, but he's not, he's not playing up to the standard that he set for himself last year. Granted, that's a very high standard, <laughs> but still a disappointing, especially when you take a many time goal scorer, very disappointing. Um, yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the three points away. The thing I don't like about leaving matches late is because our squad is so thin right now, it causes yeah. our starters to play longer, which isn't the worst thing to keep up their fitness, but you also don't want them straining near the end. Mm-hmm. So that's the only concerning part of leaving a ton of ton of games late. Yeah, Bernardo in his first match back playing like 87 minutes, not yeah. exactly ideal, I don't think, as far as uh, – unless you're not planning to play him in the weekend, but I'm pretty sure you're going to try to put your best squad out for the weekend. Uh, considering who you're playing. But we'll get to that once again in a moment. Uh, and then for Svernitzvedia and Young Boys, I got this perfect pick, 2-2. Two to two. Um, I did not watch this match. It was Svernitzvedia versus Young Boys. Okay, guys? <laughs> I don't I don't think either of these teams are moving on. Um, I'm sure they're both happy to get a point just so that they can say that they have a point. But, uh, yeah, I, I have no, I have no nothing to say. About Hang it on the wall. We got a point in the Champions League hanging on the wall. Uh, yeah, so we'll just move on to Group H with Antwerp and Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, we both got this one right with Shakhtar Donetsk. Those Ukrainians pulling through for us. Uh, they took the victory 3-2 to two over Antwerp. A very... Another... I mean, but the, the early matches were very exciting um, yeah. with uh, uh, Shakhtar 
coming through there in the last 20 minutes and getting two goals in quick succession to go up by by two or go up. They were down by one. They're now up by one and they win. Good job, Shakhtar. <sighs> yeah, this one, it was closer than I expected, I'll be honest. But I get it. Yes, Shakhtar is in a hostile environment over there in Belgium. And, you know, they're used to hostile environments. So they went in there and they won that war too. They're heading home. They're ready for next round. Yep, I don't know who they have next. I have not. I don't have that screen in front of me. Uh, wait, I can figure this out. Shock target. They have City. Uh, no, 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 no. They have uh, Barcelona next, right? I believe that's correct. Oh yeah, they'll slap them. They'll yeah, beat them. Barcelona next. Uh, speaking of Barcelona, they managed to beat FC Porto one to zero on their away side. So good for them. It was a. They had a red card, and it was the 45 plus one. So you only had to watch like a very small amount of this match in order to get the gist of it. Yeah, the uh, yeah the red card, just reckless. Gavi lost his uh, cool a little bit. But I think they'll miss him in the next match if they're playing Shakhtar. I mean, oh. he's kind of their, uh, their field general. He's kind of their quarterback there in the middle. So they'll miss him. Absolutely. Uh and that wraps up the week that was in the Champions League. Uh, in the end, I fin- we're, we're now tied as far as uh, Champions League picks. Let's I was 8-8 eight eight this week. You were 9-7. and seven. However, you did have uh, one, two. Uh, well, overall, we both had, you had two perfect picks during the Champions League. I had one. And we both got the Luton Town and Burnley one exactly right. So... In total, two perfect picks and three perfect picks. Uh, you know, 50, 50, 50% hit rate is pretty good. That's I'll a good take week. it. I'll That's take it. Uh, now, now on to the matter at hand, which is our uh, Premier League action coming up here on Saturday. I don't know why I'm turning into Ronald Reagan. Uh, starting off with the early match on Saturday, Luton Town hosting the Spurs. How bad will it be? I've got it 2-0. I think Spurs take care of business at, at Kenilworth Road. We got Tottenham. Tottenham. Yes, Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham. Yeah, I think it'll be 4-1. to one. I think Luton gets a shock early goal. Ooh. And Tottenham slowly but surely annihilates them as the match goes on. Yep. I'm going four to one. I think Luton will be riding high, even though they lost. I think they'll be feeling yeah. pretty good. They want to show their home fans that they can, in fact, put up a fight against big clubs. But yeah, I don't at four one. I don't think, I think it's going to go well. Yeah, I think Madison and Son will take care of business eventually. Uh, like a loss, but all right. What? Madison and Son. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I hear what you said now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, It'll be a nice. I think it'll be you know somewhat entertaining because it'll be a lot of Spurs action, a lot of Spurs driving action. But I will not be up for it. <laughs> I won't tell you that much. Might catch it on the replay. Uh, then we'll move to the ten a.m. matches: Burnley and Chelsea. Guys, if Chelsea, if guys, if Chelsea can't beat Burnley, okay, it's at it's at Turf Moor. I'm saying there's a chance here. I've got a draw. 1-1 Burnley and Chelsea. 
What? Yeah, I'm gonna go two one Burnley. Win. Oh, I knew I knew you were gonna take. I, I think Burnley's gonna. They're riding high, and I think they they know Chelsea is young and psychologically unwell, and they're going to expose the mentality over there at Stamford Bridge. So yeah, Turf Moor playing Chelsea is not great. I think they'll pull it out. Turf Moor is probably gonna be rocking. They're coming off their first win of the season, so. You know, let's let's see if they can take down those Chelsea boys. Uh, and then for one that I'm not excited for, Everton and Bournemouth. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just threw down 0-0 zero, because zero, I don't think either of these teams are very good. <laughs> Speaking of very good, not very good. We'll get to the next match in a second. Uh, but at Goodison Park in Liverpool, Everton and Bournemouth. What do you got? Yeah, I have 2-2 two, two draw. I think they both get a couple of goals, but yeah. ultimately not a fun match to watch. I don't no, think. there's definitely better options at this time slot. Uh, then the other match that I'm not super thrilled about, Fulham and Sheffield United. Uh, I have Fulham taking the 1-0 victory because Fulham has Americans on it. That's why. <laughs> Anthony Robinson out there on the on the left wing. And Tim Ream. Uh, Tim Ream, the store back then, Zayfins Tim Ream, who made mm-hmm. a terrible bungle uh, in the last match. Every, like, three matches he makes a terrible bungle. I don't know how he still has a job. Does, is his arm still broken? Is he still in the cast? I can't remember. It um, might as well be. Anyway, what, yeah, what do you got I, for this one? I have a shock 2-1 victory for Sheffield United. Listen, they need it to stay in any sort of contention. Yeah, I think Fulham will come out not, uh, not expecting Sheffield United, but the Blades... They're going to bring the Blades. Oh, are they called the Blades? I, they are called the Blades. They are. Wow. I did not know yeah. that. Uh, makes sense. What? That, I'm sure that's... Never mind. Uh, and then we'll see this one. Manchester United hosting Brentford. Do they go 0 for 2 at Old Trafford in the last two matches? That's the question. That's the question. I say yes. 3 to 2. Uh, Brentford over United. I have 3-1 Brentford over United. Wow. We do not I think Brentford starts out hot and they just control most of the match. Yeah, Yeah, it's like one of those where they go up 2-0 and then coast and then United gets something in like the, you know, the the 56th minute. You're like, oh, maybe there's a chance. And then Brentford scores in like 65. And they're like, oh, no. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think Brentford's probably Man U feels like a club that is on the brink of disaster, and like they're on the brink of like maybe falling into the Chelsea realm. Boy. And Brentford feels like we're here, we're fine, we know who we are. They're, we're they're feisty. That. They're feisty. And feisty a little bit. They've had some. They've had some bad luck. I mean, <laughs> losing three one to Everton is not a good look. But um, they've had other respectable results. I think that, boy, if, boy, I just, man, you though, I, they, they better pull this one out. I mean, I know I'm picking against them, but just for the sake of, of a lot of people's sanity, I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope they at least look good at some point during the match. Uh, and then for the 1230, we got, <coughs> I don't know what that's about. Crystal Palace hosting Nottingham Forest at Salehurst Park in London. Uh, I got two two. I feel like it. I feel good about it. Feeling feeling frisky. What? I don't know about that. 
Yeah, like uh, frisky. But it's a, it's a mid-table clash, you know. Both the sides, I mean, Crystal Palace just beat United. Uh, and, but Nottingham Forest is kind of coasting their way through the through this since they, I mean, looking back, the victory over Chelsea is not very impressive. Uh, but they've they only lost to two to zero to City, so that's not bad. Yeah, I have a one-one draw. I don't think it'll be a very fun match. I think both of these teams want to try to have possession, but they play better when they don't and they counterattack. Mm-hmm. And this won't be a game where it'll be a game where like, no, you have the ball because we don't want it because we play better on the counter. So right. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a good game. I'm going 1-1, maybe a penalty in there. We will see. Um, And then that takes us to Sunday. Brighton and Liverpool. This this one could be a fun one. Uh, I've got it as a 2-2 draw, in fact, uh, for Brighton at at Amex, which actually doesn't mean much because Brighton is not, you know, they've lost a couple times at home. A couple times at home? Yes, yeah, because they, they or at least once at home. I, my screen's not functioning correctly. But anyways, 2-2 two to two is what I've got it as. Yeah, I'm going 3-3. Three, three. Oh, I think there's fireworks in this one. I think VAR does call correct calls in this one. Um, and yeah, I think Brighton gets up a little early, and then they give up the lead, and they hang on. I don't think it'll be the other way around. It seems like when Brighton goes down... They're not really sure what to do. Yeah. So I think to be a draw, they're gonna have to go ahead. That's that's a fair point. Yeah. Brighton Brighton is is definitely prone to when it rains it pours sort of syndrome. Like if they get scored on early, look at the Aston Villa game, look at the, the uh West Ham game. Even when they're home, uh it, it doesn't seem to mitigate anything. Oh wait, oh no, I've done this wrong. What are we doing? It has to be some sort of Three to one, six to one. Oh. It's it's Brighton. What are we doing? Oh, we're both gonna regret that in the end. It's uh, got a three in there. It's got a three you in know, there. I'm gonna leave it as two two. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it as. I was almost moved to one to one, but I'm like, I'll leave it as two to two. Uh, this would be. I think this would be Brighton's first draw of the season, though, because uh, they've either won or lost. Uh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter not gonna check it not gonna use the time uh west ham united hosting newcastle it'll be it'll be a test there in london stadium whether or not newcastle has truly figured it out uh what do you think do you think they do you think they figured it out newcastle not entirely i think this is a 2-2 draw I think West Ham is good enough at home to get a draw. I think Newcastle is being very clinical as of late, but I'm not sure what they're going to do when they're not clinical. Because I think, including the 8-0 to victory, in their last three wins, they've hit 50% or more converting their shots on target, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty rad shots on target conversion rate. So I don't think that keeps up. I think they're going to start to see that tick down and they're gonna have to figure out a different way. I, I'm gonna regret it, but I've got Newcastle rolling. I've got them rolling three to one. Newcastle United, uh, keep the train rolling. I believe again. <laughs> I believe again in Newcastle United, and I can't wait for them to let me down because, like I said, if you've learned one thing, it's you can't even trust that they're untrustworthy this year. Uh, 
now we move to Molyneux. My wolves versus... Let me say it for real, because I don't know if I've ever, when we're doing this, Wolverhampton versus Aston Villa. Uh, I don't... I always just say my wolves. Uh, wow. But Wolverhampton versus Aston Villa. Uh, I have this one. I think we come down to earth a little bit in this one. I think we get a little bit of a spank in here at 4-1 to one Aston Villa. Yeah, I'm going 1-1 one, one draw. Wow. I think Villa has shown that they can obviously win big. But whenever they've won a match, they the next match they just have not shown up. They haven't brought the same mentality. Mm-hmm. I think Wolves can get a goal early and kind of kind of hold on to the match for a little bit. Aston Villa gets a goal, yep. and it kind of just stalemates in the end. Hey, I'll take the point, dude. I'll take the point. Uh, and then the big match of the weekend at Emirates Stadium in good old London town. Arsenal hosts Manchester City. Yeah, this one with, it seemed like, Bakayo Saka got hurt midweek. So it's looking like he won't be available for this one. I don't think he makes that much of a difference against City, but he makes that much of a difference for Arsenal. Mm -hmm. So not having him in the match, I think that that'll kind of play with Arsenal's mentality a little bit because they're used to their young gun being in there. I think it's still going to be a little brother is playing big brother moment. Or even if Arsenal looks like they're a better team, uh-huh. they're still not going to break that psychological barrier. I think this will be a – I'm going to go 4-0 victory for City. Whoa. Big, I think and Holland gets a couple. Big we bucks. start converting. We tend to play a lot better in these bigger games over the last six months than we have against the smaller clubs. <laughs> Against against my wolves, is that what you're saying? You're saying that I, I'm not name dropping. But. I'll do it. Yeah, you guys played down to us. Uh, I've got this one as a two-one Arsenal victory. Um, I've, I mean, you got uh, you lost to my wolves last week, right? You you yeah. barely scraped out a victory. I know it's three to one, but like it was it was not a flawless victory. Uh, in the midweek over RB Leipzig, right? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. RB Leipzig. Um, I couldn't remember which RB team it was. Leipzig and Sh- uh, Salzburg. That's the other one. Boy, I, I, I won't say I promise I know what I'm talking about because uh, sometimes I don't. Like if it's <laughs> like if it's that match, what was it? Yeah. Uh, young boys in Sverdnitsvedia. No idea. Uh, it happened. But I, I think that uh, Arsenal takes takes the three points. Kind of, Man City's kind of in that that mode where they kind of take it. They end up taking off a few weeks essentially, and um, they'll go into the international break, try to figure some things out mentally because they have the talent. It's not like they have, they can't do that. They just have to be linking up properly. Um, yeah. And it, usually, you guys go down a couple points in going into the winter season and then you have to come back from winter break and kind of get yourselves back in gear. Uh, and usually you do it with uh, great aplomb. Uh, look at last season. You guys came back from that winter break and it was it was quite a clinic after that. Uh, but I feel like this is one of those where you guys take a step back, move down the table a little bit and have to rally the troops later on in the season. That's what I think will happen. 
We'll see. It, it, it could also be that Erling Holland is due for a good game and he gets a hat trick in the first 20 minutes, you know? Could very well happen that way. Um, but that is only for time to tell. That was almost the correct saying. Uh, it was close. We'll give it to you. It was we'll close. You. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was close. Uh, but yes, that is that is what we've got on the slate for this weekend. So uh, you got anything else you want to hit before we go? You know, to all the Arsenal fans out there that definitely don't watch this podcast, this weekend is going to be tough for you. It will be. Thankfully, I'm a therapist. So if you need to talk to someone afterwards, don't pick me because I'll rub it in your face. But find a therapist near you because you'll need it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. And man, you, we know you've already booked them up for probably the next week. So yeah, partially you'll be on a waiting list because all the man, you fans are already in there. Already in there. Uh, yeah. So in the meantime, why don't you go ahead and grab some coffee, watch some soccer, and in honor of Earl Collins. Okay, in honor of her, we'll see you.